Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Some of the best high school basketball in the Midwest is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big-time Mike McGivern. You know, uh, 11 o'clock, we always uh, try to do the Colonel Electric Superhero of the Week, and, and uh, we had to take a couple of weeks off because school was out with the holidays. And... Our superhero of the week this week, what I ask from them is, would you please send me a bio and I kind of get them an idea of what I need and then, you know, start, see if you can star um, some of the, the, the most important things or bold some of the most important things that are most important to you. And when our next guest does not bold a student council vice president, national honor society president, distinguished young woman of Oak Creek, and my favorite neuroscience research intern at Harvard University and Boston's Children's Hospital for the summer of 2020, those weren't bolded. Now, they're really important to her. And she said, look, I'll talk to you about any of this stuff. But th- these top four would, would be these. Let's get to our current electric superhero of the week. What makes someone a superhero? They can leap tall buildings in a single bound? No. Faster than a speeding bullet? No. More powerful than a locomotive? Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current electric superhero of the week. We are now joined from Oak Creek High School. She's a senior there. Let me tell you just a little more about her. 4.27 weighted GPA, 34 on her ACT. So she obviously takes care of all of her business in the classroom. We are now joined, Sophia Azim. How are you, Sophia? I'm good. How are you, Mr. McGivern? I am doing so well. I love the fact that you bold, you know, you, you, you put in bold student representative to the, the Board of Education, very important to you. 
Best Buddies, really important. Oak Creek High School Band and Adaptive Music Program. The, the ones that you didn't bold, I, I just think are, are remarkable as well. And so I, I just want to congratulate you and uh, certainly your family in Oak Creek for allowing us to, to have you on, on the air. Two years on the Oak Creek swim team and dive team in 2017 and 18. Wisconsin State Chinese Contest took second place in that. Distinguished young woman of Oak Creek. The neuroscience research intern at Harvard University and Boston's Children's Hospital, summer of 2020. That had to be an incredible experience for you. Yes, it really was. Um, I never would have thought that in high school I would be doing that kind of stuff. Um, but super insightful and uh, this mind-blowing experience that I got to have. Um, she was also the chapter president, top 10 finalist at the International Leadership Conference and first place in the State Leadership Conference Healthy Lifestyle Competitive Event for Future Health Professionals. But the ones that are most important to her personally, and these are great things that we're talking about, and, and I could talk about some of these the whole time that we have with her, but when I asked her to bold what's most important to her, and Sophia, you said state representative to the to Board of Education, very, very important to you. Yes. Um, you put so, so, and you put founder next. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, so when I was a sophomore, um, my role on the board was through student council. So I would go to all the school board meetings and take notes, and then come back and talk to my other council members about what had happened. Um, and then I realized, you know. I feel like students should have more of a say in what's going on and not just have to sit there like every other audience member. Um, so I worked with the board to create a policy um, that was adopted that allowed two students from the high school to be actual non-voting formal members of the board. Um, so now we have just as much say in everyone as everyone else um, in what goes on during board meetings. We're free to type in and, you know, given our input on whatever board agenda items we want. And um, and then, again, we bring that information back to our peers, and we collect information from our peers and present that to the board. So a lot more communication between the board and students now, I would say. Sophia, how old are you, can I ask? Uh, I'm 18. She's 18 years old. So um, for people in our community, people that are listening, when they say, hey, look, I'm not happy with what's going on in this part of uh, my life or, or this part of my city or this part of my school or this part of my community. She's 18 and figured out a way she wasn't happy to be just one of the people in the stands and in the crowd. So she figured out how to do this. And she basically is now for forever. Now, there will be two um, student representatives on the School Board of Education because of Sophia from Oak Creek. And so if you don't think you can make change and you're somebody my age, listen to this 17, 18, she was 16 at the time, person who said, no, no, what do you mean I can't make change? I can make change. Don't You don't know who I am, do you? And she went out and made change. And uh, what a perfect person to, to win our current electric student, um, our current electric superhero of the week. Um, a couple other ones that she highlighted, the best buddies. Um, chapter, she's the chapter president. She was the Wisconsin Champion of the Year, State uh, Student Advisory Board Vice Chair, State Fundraiser and, and, and develop, uh, Development Intern, 
the Oak Creek um, High School Band. She's really very proud of this band, and they've done really, really well. Um, the band itself is, is one of the marching bands that you want to take a look at if you ever get a chance to see them because they're really talented. And for the work I've done with high school football, I've had a chance to see that marching band, and they're really good. Um, talk to me about the adaptive music program that you're involved in. Sure. Um, so uh, last year I reached out to our um, student services director and I said, I feel like we should have some more programs for the special education students in our district because um, there wasn't really a lot going on in that department. I mean, they have some great programs, but uh, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is music. And so I sort of wanted to find a way to ex like let other people find their love for music as well. So um, this past year, and especially in the fall, I worked with um, a music teacher from uh, an elementary school here and uh, she and I worked together to make a workshop an adaptive music workshop for um, some of the special education students in our district and basically they would come in and the music teacher would have a whole lesson planned out for them and they just got to explore some music and they all really had a great time my goodness hey your um your motivation for being such a you know, having this servant leadership heart, because Sophia, I can't figure out if this is something that um, we're born with or we're taught. And I'm wondering where your motivation for having this servant leadership heart has come from. Sure. Um, so I feel like personally, um, in my environment that I grew up in, whether that's at home or at school, or across my community has always been very open to, you know, what people want to bring in to the table. And uh, when you have a community that's super nurturing and willing to support you with whatever you need to do, I feel like um, the person themselves are more motivated to bring change to, to the table. Um, I would say that, you know, some of my skills like speaking and organization that all might be a little more inborn, like you said, but um, a lot of it is really dependent on the community that you're in and how supportive they are. And, you know, if they see the same changes that you want to bring to the table and um, yeah, just that support piece, I think is really important. Sophia, when I called and I'm a big fan of your principal, by the way, I've known her for a while and I'm a big fan of, of hers. And when I called her about this program, she said, we've got some really talented seniors in this class. And I can tell you that I can do off the top of my head. I can think of a couple that would be really good superheroes of the week. But I have one in mind that that look, we're, we always miss our seniors. But this is one we're really going to miss. And she is a great ambassador for Oak Creek and Oak Creek High School. And I look forward to having you meet her and have her on the air. And I said, great, I, I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, she was right on the button, Sophia. What, I, I'm just so impressed with you. Um, what, uh, what's going on for you next year? Do you, do you know yet? Um, I don't know yet. I just finished applying um, at the end of December. So now I just wait. Um, I'll hear most of my decisions by the end of March and early April. Uh, so I'll make a decision then. But right as you, of right now, I'm just anxiously waiting. Your first, if, if, if I said, hey, look, 
wherever you want to go in the country, I can make happen. What what would your dream be? Where would you want to go? Um. Well, if this was uh, whatever I could want, um, you know, all wishes come true sort of situation. Uh, I would say I definitely pick Harvard University, as I believe anyone else would. Um, sure. You know, really great institution, great people there, great minds come out of it. So. If Man. we were in the ideal world, that would be my yes. first choice. <laughs> well, I, do you know what, Sophia? All I know is who, wherever you choose, whatever school you choose that you that you're going going to go to, because you're going to get a whole lot of yes, come come by us, and yes, come by us, and yes, come by us. Whatever school you choose wins. They win, and and I hope that. You know, when 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 you get done with everything that you want to accomplish as far as your education, that you don't forget people back here at Oak Creek and, and Oak, the community in southeast Wisconsin, because your future is so bright that, you know, you're going to have to wear sunglasses all the time. And, and I think our community would really benefit that when you go out and do and figure out what you're going to do, that you make sure you bring some of your talents back home. Yep, that's the plan, actually. I have always planned to go out and then come back and help my community again. So Man, I will be you. back. <laughs> you, you know what? The, the principal, uh, Ms. Magden, over at, uh, at Oak Creek was right on the button. Um, she is Sophia Azim. She is our current electric superhero of the week. Sophia, have, uh, have a great weekend, and thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you so much for having me. You got to go to the Kern Electric Facebook page if you want to take a look and read a little bit more about her bio and take a look at a beautiful picture that she sent. And I always feel so much better after this segment and our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week segment that we do. Because when you read the paper, turn on TV and look at news, listen to news, everything is, you know, negative. And then you talk to these young people who have figured it out. I mean, think about her. Sophia Zim, she decided that there should be two to uh, students on the Board of Education, got that done. As a junior decided she wanted to be part of the neuroscience research intern, be an intern at Harvard University in Boston Children's Hospital, and got that done. So I applaud her, and Kern Electric definitely applauds her. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Nick Bennett, head basketball coach at Racine St. Catharines, will join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, the fan. If I just believe it, there's nothing to it. I believe I can fly. Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, the fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Thanks for joining me. Our next guest, they, uh, man, playing awfully well. In fact, undefeated. And, uh, I had a coach against him for a while. Didn't like that a whole lot. Uh, he is the head coach at Racine St. Catharines, Nick Bennett. They're 14-0 and overall and leading the Metro Classic. Hey, Coach, uh, happy New Year to you and your family. I hope everybody's healthy. Hey, Mike, thanks. Same to you, you and yours. Yeah, thank you so much, Coach. You know, going in, we, we, we knew that uh, Racine St. Catharines was going to be awfully good. You got two Division One guards that are really good, but there's a lot of players in that program that are playing awfully well, and you got to feel pretty good about how this team is playing right now, Coach. Yeah, uh, you know, we knew we were going to be a perimeter-oriented team this year with uh, Tyrese and Kamari 
Um, we've had some other guys, like I said, our, our, our key has got to be, we got to be more than, you know, two guys. And uh, yep. we've had some other guys that have uh, really found their role. Uh, Jameer Barker's played really well. Oh, his scoring numbers are down from last year, but he's rebounded at a high rate. And right now I think he's leading us in assists. So he's found other ways to contribute. Uh, and then Kelvin Hunter has been playing really well. He's starting to shoot the ball. Um, defensively, he's he's really uh, accepted the challenges on that end of the court. So we got a few other guys that are uh, contributing for us and uh, giving us a little bit uh, something else. You know, Coach, I used to get asked, hey, if you had to start, you're coaching high school and you had to start, you had the first pick, well, you, what kind of player would it be? And I always thought, you know, at the high school level, if you have good guards, you know, they can make up for a lot of sins on the offense and defensive end. And I think, you know, Therese and and, and Kamara, they're, they're two guards that have played at a really high level. They've played a lot of basketball together. And I've watched a couple of your games online. And, boy, I'll tell you, th- those two kids don't mind playing defense. They they don't mind giving the ball up. And and they just seem to find each other quite a bit. And it's a, it's a fun team to watch. Are you having fun coaching this team? You, you, know, you know, I... I... I always tell our guys uh, the best thing. The best thing about sports is playing. You know, I, I always yes. said like, shoot, I, I still think I, you, you, even at my old age, you always think, man, I wish I could have played a little bit longer. But <laughs> right. of course, coaching is the next best thing to it. You know, coaching is the next best thing to it. Uh, it keeps our competitive juices flowing. And uh, I, I know we live in the day and age of the transfers. I know we live in the day and age of a kid doesn't like something. It's what else is out there. But there is something to be said about groups of young men who stay together and have been playing together since middle school. And that's really what we got here at St. Cats. Um, I know I know, that, I know, it's one of those days. Hey, I'm not playing right away. I'm going to go somewhere else. If something doesn't work out, I'm just going to go to the next place. Truly, these kids at St. Cats have all been together. Um, when you talk about our starting five and then like our first three guys off the bench, they've all been playing together since about fifth or sixth grade. So, when you talk about that cohesiveness, this they kind of understand each other's games. They understand what the other guys do well. They can cover up for the other guys' deficiencies. There's really something to be said about that. Um, just as collectively, just if you throw together a bunch of talent, yeah, it looks good on paper, but sometimes they just don't gel and mesh on the court right away. And uh, that's some of the things that they overcome coaching, too. It's just they understand each other as well as anyone because they've been doing this stuff since they were 10 years old. Boy, it makes a huge difference. And you know, Coach, you, you can when you've been around the game a long time, as, as a guy like me has, you, you can watch a team and understand if they enjoy playing basketball together. And that team does enjoy playing basketball together. And, and look, you know what? There's always going to be a little bit, you know, somebody looking somebody off or somebody mad at each other. But at the end of the day, when the game gets tight, you can tell the teams that enjoy playing and trust each other and this team trusts each other, and, and I think it shows. You're 14 and 0, and 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 rolling pretty good right now. Um, I, 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 this is going to be a tough graduating class for you because there's some talented and really some good kids in that class. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, we're losing, we're losing a lot with our senior class, obviously. But uh, um, yeah, it's, it's a good group. They do truly enjoy the game. That was one thing that was obvious to me, even when I got to know these kids in middle school. Um, you know, they truly enjoyed basketball. Um, they enjoyed being around it. They were the, they were the group of kids. I, I can think back to Tyrese and Kamari and Jameer and Kelvin. You know, when they were eighth graders, that's when I got the job. Um, they, those were the guys that were always at our open gyms, and they wanted to go against our varsity kids. 
And I'm going, who are these eighth graders? Like, well, what right. the heck are these guys so spunky for that they think they can take on seniors? And that was just their mindset. That was just their the, the way they were kind of driven is they wanted challenges, they wanted to play, and they wanted to be in the gym. So um, from that standpoint, yeah, we'll, we'll miss them collectively. But like I said, my, my job isn't to do the, oh, how are we going to miss you? It's how are we going to get better day in and day out? And uh, there's plenty of things that we can do to improve on. Um, there's plenty of things we need to work on. But at the same time, um, yeah, they've, they've given us a heck of a ride this far. You know, Coach, I, I've had a chance to interview Tyrese a couple of times. And uh, Kamari, I've coached against. And what I know is those kids are going to go, you know, Tyrese going to Iowa State, Kamari's going to Green Bay, and they're going to be great ambassadors for Racine St. Catharines and great ambassadors for you as the coach there. And, and uh Boy, the, the future is awfully bright for, for those two young guys. And and I remember the first time I met Tyrese, he was very, you know, had his eyes down a little bit. He was kind of quiet. We had him in the studio, slapped the headset on him. And the, the maturity between that and the second time I talked to him out of Ketam Rain, you know, he was smiling and talking. And, and now as a senior, from my understanding, he's matured even more and, and uh, not only on the court but off the court. So that's really cool. Hey, last question for you. We're going to talk to uh, to Kate Peterson uh, Abiad from uh, the WI next, and this new um, series plan that they have, the tournament series plan that they have. Have you had a chance to digest it and what it's going to mean for St. Catharines? I, I've looked at it. I, I, I mean this. I have not like looked at all the aspects of what rounds and all this stuff, and I've gotten a bunch of text messages and. Quite honestly, I don't don't ask me for name, Mike, but I've had a bunch of coaching friends that have called me complaining. Yep. I'll keep it real simple. This is a whole lot better than the alternative because how do you think those kids feel down in Illinois? So Amen. anyone else there listening, I, I, I'm just going to be really honest. I don't have a lot of patience. But I would say this if we were 0-14. Playing is better than the alternative, and I hope everyone understands that. Oh. Just and I'm not going to do the pity party, Mike, here. Mike, Mike, we have not touched our gym this whole year. We are playing right. every single game on the road. We are playing in literally a 60-foot gym with brick walls right underneath the hoop. Our, we're not trying to complain about it. We just, our guys, we're thankful that we get the opportunity to run out there and play a game that we enjoy. So, truly, from the bottom of my heart, I don't have a lot of patience for the coaches that are sitting there going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. This Thank is terrible. You. Would you, would you rather be in Illinois where they're not playing? Because I sure wouldn't, even if we weren't a very good team. I enjoy hey, coaching this game, and I, I hope the fans enjoy at least getting to watch it online. I'll tell you what, Nick. I get uh, I get yelled at. I get a bunch of text messages. Anytime I say anything good about the WIA, if you're listening and you don't like me saying anything good about the WIA, you, you might want to turn your radio off for the next segment. Because similar to Coach Nick Bennett, that man, I, I say – they are blessed for getting a chance to play. And I'm going to tell Kate that. Hey, Nick, thank you so much, man. I uh, I miss coaching against you. I miss mm-hmm. talking to you. Um, wish, uh, wish you and your family nothing but health in 2021. Appreciate it, Mike. All my best to you. You got it. That's Nick Bennett, head coach at Racine St. Catharines. Coming up next, Kate Peterson Abiat, assistant director for the WIA. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show on 1250 AM, The Fan.
Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. So I got to tell you, I got a chance to uh, reach out a little bit earlier in the week uh, to Kate Peterson. I'm going to do this right. Abid. No, it is not. It's Abiyad. I had it written down, Kate, because we had that conversation. (laughs) She is the assistant director um, of the WIA and her responsibilities include basketball. And since this is a high school basketball show, I wanted to reach out to Kate and talk a little bit about the 2020-2021 state tournament series plan that they came out with uh, on Friday. And I, I, I like it. I've looked through it a couple of times. And the first thing that jumped out for me is that, you know what, thank God these kids are playing. They're going to continue to play basketball. And I've got a feeling, and I told Kate this off the air, that I wouldn't take her job right now for all the tea in China. I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't because there's so much coming at her, I'm sure, right now. Um, Kate, first and foremost, thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Hey, so, you know, I, I would assume that when you took this job, you you knew a little bit there might be some arrows coming your way, but never did you know that COVID was coming. And, and look, I give the WI a lot of credit, Wade and Dave and all, all of you, your staff, um, you look around as states around us, they're not playing, nobody's playing and our kids are playing basketball and they're playing some of these kids at a really high level. And I understand that we can't have full gyms and, and all of that, but these kids are playing. So uh, for that, I say, thank you. Oh, well, thanks for saying that. And, you know, we, we've gone through, uh, many phases of this COVID atmosphere and it started with, how can we get kids connected with their coaches? You know, would it be via Zoom or, you know, some type of electronic means? Um, and then getting them back in the gym. We've progressed um, really well with the help of our member schools and all of the protocols they're following and um, just all the time and energy and effort that's being put forward to provide these opportunities for the kids uh, from the high school level. They're They're doing an amazing job, and because of that, we're able to introduce a postseason opportunity for the kids. Hey, Kate, you know, when you took the job, it wasn't like you reached into a file and said, okay, what's our template for when a pandemic hits? <laughs> and But you know what? what? What's interesting is you guys now are setting that template. You know, you're, the, the, I can tell you that the, the template that's being set right now, some, some in the beginning I thought, oh, I'm not sure about that and, and maybe they should adjust this. But that's nitpicking from guys like me that do stuff like, you know, do radio shows. At the end of the day, when you look at the states in the Midwest around us and, and there aren't kids that are playing, and then there's some areas in our state where kids aren't playing, but that's not WIAA rules. That's in that era. You guys have put this template out, and the leadership that I think has been shown by the, the WIA I think is is remarkable. And, and look, it's going to go, we'll look at this 10 years from now and go, wow, they hit it out of the park, or boy, what were they thinking? But we're not in your chair. We're not in your shoes right now and trying to make these decisions. So let's talk a little bit about what you guys have come up with, because I think it's pretty creative, and, and I think it's a pretty cool thing for a guy like me that can, you know, race around and see a whole bunch of games possibly, or at least stay online um, and watch them. But the idea now is to kind of throw what, what the norm has been and figure out a way for teams to play. And um, I think it's interesting because if each division is broken up into four sectional groupings, 
and each sectional has been broken up into four regional groupings. And what, what we're going to accomplish at the end of this is the regional champions will be reseeded for the sectional semifinals and finals. Regional and sectional groups are created on a geographical basis. So when you look at, let's say, when you look at the Division II teams, this is not the norm. It's not the Division II teams that you always expect to see because those are the teams. There are some Division Three teams that you would normally see in Division Three are now in two and things like that. So you you guys didn't take a whole lot of that into consideration, I wouldn't imagine. But what you looked at is the geographical part of this. Well, to start out with, our um, our bylaws state uh, developed by the membership state that the only thing we can look at when we are putting teams into divisions and then into sectionals is enrollment and geography. We are not able to take into consideration, um, you know, strength of teams right. or previous history in the tournament. Uh, by our bylaws, this is what the membership voted: enrollment and then geographical location. Um, so that's where we get started. And, and now we did have to take the traditional state tournaments and the traditional maps that we had, the five divisions, and we had to set that aside for this year in order to meet the parameters that were required by, you know, the, the medical people, by, you know, ju just trying to fit all of the things that would really be the right way to move forward in a conscientious manner and still be able to hold a tournament opportunity for the kids. So, and, and I want to say too, that we've learned a lot over the last, you know, nine months on, you know, some of the protocols that we've had and, you know, we're, as you said, we're not experts at, at uh, pandemic. So we're learning as we go. And I am really proud that Wisconsin is still plugging away because you're right. Many, many of our colleagues around the country are not, able to do this and um i'm really i'm really happy for the programs in wisconsin and and it's due as i said because of how hard they're working to keep kids safe and keep kids playing um that we're able to move forward with a state tournament we're talking to kate peterson Abiad, and she is again the assistant director of uh, at the WIAA, her responsibilities include not only basketball, cross-country, soccer, track, and field. And if you don't know her background, look, athletics been very important in her life, 100%, really important. Um, Division One uh, head basketball coach and had a lot of success, came back home and, and being part of the WIAA, and, and she didn't sign up, I don't think, for some of the phone calls I'm sure she's either gotten or she's going to get with some of the questions and understand that I, I believe that they, you know, to sit in that room with them and have to say, okay, look, we have to take the bylaws here, but we have to look at the medical part over here, and we have to look at the kids' safety over here, and we have to look at, you know, the health of the the the, uh, the kids and the referees and the coaches and the parents over here. But how do we get, how do we get from where we are right now to a state champion? And it's not going to be the norm. It's not going to be where you've got seventeen thousand people at the Cole Center watching this. That might be next year. But that's not going to be this year. So they've come up with this plan. It's the state tournament series plan. And I would I would recommend that you go find this. It's probably now up on the WIA website. And take a look at this. Because this is not just the WIA. They, they got the WC, the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association involved. The, the Basketball Coaches Advisory Committee. Um, 
they, they vetted the multiple ideas that, uh, that they came up with, and this is the one they came up with. The one question that I'm sure that you're getting is, am I reading this correctly, where it says that the state semifinal games and the championship games are to be played on the same day? That's true. We are needing to get, um, you know, teams in and back home, um, you know, in a responsible manner. The sports medical really frowns on, you know, the overnight stays. They want to get kids back into their communities. They want them to have contact with, you know, the team that they're playing and then um, head home. So we'll do a semifinal, two semifinals in each division in the morning, and then we'll do a final in the evening. And we're still working out the details of that right now of how that will look and where those sites will be located. Um, so there's still some legwork to be done with that. But um, I know that this tournament structure is affecting uh, some schools, some some communities in a different way. And for some, you know, it can be uh, a, maybe a, a good path, you know, for them. And for others, it, it's maybe devastating to them because it, it – Something that they'd planned on all year now looks completely different, and and maybe their road is harder to, you know, to reach uh, some level of success that they were striving for. And you know, it's it's not without uh, a lot of thought and consideration. And and I do understand um, that disappointment that goes along with some of these changes and the decisions that we're making here. Um, but we're trying to trying to provide a, a tournament structure uh, for the greater good and in order to get as many teams and programs playing as possible. And and with that, you know, our traditional structure has, has had to go, you know, by the wayside here. And, and I know that that is, you know, can be very emotional for communities. And I just want to say that it's not it, – we didn't take this lightly as we work to produce – you know, a state tournament plan. Hey, Kate, um, is there something in, pl- in place if there is a school or a team that will come playoff time has to shut down for COVID reasons? It, it, there isn't, there, it's not like you can now wait three weeks or two weeks or 10 days or even, you know, five days to say, okay, we'll play that game here. You haven't built any of any secondary dates into this. If that happens, then we're sorry, but that, that would be a forfeit then? Well, so the beginning of the year, the Board of Control voted that in all of our tournaments, if a school has to be removed due to quarantine or, you know, due to COVID, um, that the team that they had most recently beaten would be able to advance in their place. Okay. So we were hoping to avoid, you know, the empty empty games, but in in order for us to fit the tournament in, as you know, we also designed an alternate fall season for those teams that could not get up and running in the in the original fall season. So our dates are tight, and we can't extend the tournament uh, without encroaching on the alternate fall season, which is coming up here between the winter and spring seasons. Um, but as I said, we you know we do allow a team you know, that is maybe won the first and second round if they are then quarantined um, for the team that they've just recently beaten to then advance in their place. Hey, you know, it's interesting, and you being, look, a really high-level basketball coach for a lot, a big part of your life, 
This is going to, and, and I've been retired now for, for a year and a half, um, 36 years coaching basketball by my, myself. This is going to make coaches, you know, start to kind of think about, okay, look, if if I am in this game and we're up by 10 with two minutes to go, do I try to get these guys a little bit of a rest? Do I, how are we going to practice? If we go an hour and a half normally, are we going to go 45 minutes because there's going to be wear and tear on these kids and we want to keep them fresh? I, For me, I think that's pretty exciting. Okay, they're going to be able to kind of think outside of the box now. Look, we get in the weight room and lift now, but boy, we might be playing three games in a couple of days, so let's make sure we cut that down. Have you thought about that and put your coach's hat on with that? Well, it's interesting because I think coaches are some of the most creative human beings in the world. they always trying to find a way to make things work and to put their teams in the best possible position, you know, to win. And so I would imagine that the creativity that's been flowing through these coaches this year in the state has been tremendous. I mean, imagine having to figure out how to provide virtual workouts to start with and then potentially running drills in, in pods of, of athletes and trying to best prepare their team. They've had to recreate the wheel in many ways. Um, and so I commend them for all that they've done to prepare their teams for the seasons that we're having now and also imagine the adjustments that have to be made when your team's rolling and then all of a sudden, you know, there's a quarantine that's in place and they have to take some time, 14 days perhaps, away from from the floor. You know, what what do you do with your team during that time? I, I'm 100% sure that coaches aren't taking a 14-day vacation during the quarantine. Of course not. Right. They're, they're working hard and finding ways. And so I am certain that they will do their best to figure out how to best have – their team fresh and ready to play at every round of the tournament, whether it be two games in one day or, you know, whether it be, you know, out of a quarantine and, and into the tournament. Um, so, I, you know, we've got some teams joining this tournament that have only been practicing for, you know, days or right. week, just a, a few short weeks. So, um, you know, you're going to just see – the resiliency of the kids and the fortitude of the coaches. And um, I think if you can take away, you know, the negativity that, that is occurring from a COVID, from a COVID standpoint, you'll see uh, I have a lot of pride in, in what, you know, the Wisconsin coaches and players and, and families have been able to accomplish already in this season. Kate, I can't thank you enough. And, and I have to tell you that, you know, in 1995, when you got your master's degree in counseling and educational psychology, I, that you never thought then that you would need it more today than you did back then. But the degree in counseling and educational psychology hopefully has uh, done you really well through the last six or eight months because I, I just believe that that uh, that you definitely would need that. I really appreciate your time and and you know tell the people at WIA that um, I, I think this is a great uh, a great plan and the fact that our girls and boys are getting a chance to continue to play basketball is what the bottom line is here. And and I think that it's really, really important in the amount of work that you guys have put in, the sweat equity that you put in to put this plan together, I commend you. Thank you so much. And thanks for the time uh, to cover this and, and to talk about our high school teams and this upcoming tournament because uh, I think it's a, it's, it's a way to feel normal again that we have a – you know, so some sort of 
normalcy coming back to a state tournament situation. That's awesome. She is Kate Peterson-Abiad. She is the assistant director at the WIAA. Thanks a lot and have a great weekend. Uh, We'll get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Man, I think uh, Kate Peterson, Abiyad from uh, the WIAA. And, but what happened was that segment went long. So Mark Newman, the head basketball coach of the Lake Country Lutheran, man, he's been, uh, been with me here and he's been going, yep, I can move my segment. Yep, I can go short. I can do this. I can do that. So, Mark, I appreciate your willingness to, to be nimble on today's show. And I can promise you this. I'm going to call you on Monday and see if I can't get two or three segments with you next week because Lake Country Lutheran is having a heck of a year coaching. Congratulations. You're leading the Midwest Classic. And uh, when you've got St. John's in any league that you're in and you're leading that thing and you've gotten a win over them already, uh, your team is awfully good. So, Coach, congratulations. How you doing? Very good. And no problem on moving back. I was listening to the show and the, all the topics that were coming up, whether it be from the WIA or – some of the things that the coach from Cates was saying, and for sure, you know, stuff with Jordan, all of those things are so important for us to keep in mind, I think, right now, and maintain proper perspective. So Man, thank it makes you. sense that those segments would go long. <laughs> I really appreciate that, Mark. But I And I have to tell you that, you know, this is a story that, that we have to talk about because I can tell you that, you know, when, when you graduated a couple of kids that averaged 17 and, and 15 or 14 – um, Zach and, and Joey, I think people were kind of, you know, licking their lips a little bit, their chops going, okay, Lake Country Lutheran's going to be, they're going to be beatable. They're, they're, you know, graduating a whole bunch of, you know, almost 30 points and they got to find some other guys. Obviously Luke is the guy that people talk about, but coach, there's been a number of players that have really stepped up. I mean, you're undefeated. And when you look at your schedule, you haven't really, yeah, it's not like you, uh, you went away and said, okay, we, we might not have all this talent coming. We're still going to play the St. John's and the Lake Mills and Lakeside Lutheran and Racine Lutheran. I mean, I know that this is weird times, but, boy, your schedule is loaded with talented basketball players, and so far, so good. Yeah, well, I think that, um, you know, we have a really good junior class. They've been playing together for a long time. And when, um, when I first kind of got back into the program, um, you know, about six years ago, we really focused on like making sure the junior program was where it needed to be, make sure that our summer program was where it needed to be. And so our junior class has been together for a long time and uh, they've been really good for a long time. And you're right. You know, Luke is, he's exceptional. He's yes. so fun to coach and so easy to coach and does so many different things, um, you know, f- for us. Um, but that's just sort of the starting point. Cause we got a lot of other players that, you know, understand the game, think the game. Most importantly, what I love about our whole team, you know, not just the junior class. We have we have one senior who gets a lot of playing time, three seniors total, and the two guys that don't get to play a lot are great leaders and kind of role models. But the whole team is, uh, they love to compete. And I think that that's, that's been the most important thing is you have to love to compete, not just love to play basketball or just want to play. You got to love that that competition. And then the grind becomes more worth it. And we just got a team full of kids that love to do that. Hey, Coach, we've only got about a minute left. Um, with the WI making the changes they've made and they've kind of moved you, well, I'll tell you, your, 
you know, you're regional in that and the smaller bracket with Columbus and Laconia and Marcus Ann and Watertown Luther Prep, you know, you're going to be playing some teams you're not used to playing in, on the right. upper bracket with Richland Center, River Valley, Viroqua, Westby. You're going to, you know, these are teams that I can't imagine you know a whole lot about. No. But what an exciting, you know, as coaches, we don't look ahead, but we, we work ahead. Um, mm-hmm. I know that that'll be fun. And we'll have that conversation with you uh, next week. And, and I appreciate your willingness to come on next week because that's a big sure. day for you next week, Coach. <laughs> yeah, we have St. John's that night, but man, it'll be a good good distraction. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. Good luck today. Be nice to, to your sister school today over at the, the Luke Holman. <laughs> Only if you tell them to do the same. You, trust me. Yeah, you be kind. If you want to watch that game against Greendale, Martin Luther, you can go on stream. And we will have, we'll talk Lake Country Luther next week for two or three segments. Have a couple of those players on. Mark Newman, thank you so much. Happy New Year. Look forward to having you on next week. Sounds great. Thank you. You bet. Uh, good luck today, but be kind to my Spartans. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.